Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Women's Leadership Podcast. I'm Molly Gamble, Vice President Editorial at Becker's Healthcare. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Helen Figge to discuss personal drive, the status quo in the tech industry, and much more. Helen is an experienced and passionate healthcare innovator and futurist. She has served in three Fortune companies and for nonprofit organizations, and she's been nationally recognized and rewarded for her various leadership attributes and commitments to healthcare IT. Helen is a career coach, mentor, and passionate about supporting the healthcare industry. She also volunteers for several philanthropic organizations. Helen, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, I'm very excited and honored to support Becker, so thanks for having me. Of course. Let's jump in our conversation. It's safe to say that 2020 was a year that brought personal and professional challenges for many, if not all of us. And I'm curious, Helen, what have you learned about what fuels your own sense of drive and how do you keep going when times get tough? Well, that's a great question, Molly. I think everybody should uh, reflect on it a bit and every day wake up and try to do the best that you can do regardless of the circumstances. But I intrinsically love to be around people and I love the thought of trying new things and experiences and things that I've never done before or maybe done by someone else and needs a little bit more attention to details. And I think those type of attributes and those type of character traits really, you know, uh, progress through the year and were very fundamentally helpful when it came time to, you know, waking up and saying, gee, what's in store for healthcare today? But I can say, and I really try to give back because I appreciate all the support I've been given and really want to give back with nothing expected in return except leaving places better than how I found them. And I think this day and age of healthcare and all of the commotion and the energy and the drama associated with it, we need people to really be unbiased, be unemotional, be directive and lead by example. And that's what I try to do. So it sounds like as someone who really loves being around people and new experiences, even though those weren't necessarily easy to accomplish this year, it sounds like what really got you through was the intrinsic nature of giving back, improving things in your industry, leaving places better than you found them, like you said. It sounds like that is what really mattered the most to you this past year. Yeah. And you know, Molly, I my career was really based on principles of doing more and more and acquiring more and more skills. And so I remember those days when I was had to wake up and turn the lights on. And I appreciate all of the rules that we have seen during the year during this, you know, dramatic stages in healthcare. So I think um, that really uh, fuels a lot of my drive. Mm-hmm. Well, you, Helen, you are a champion for healthcare IT for the industry. You, I know, are a real avid and enthusiastic user of technology. I'm, I want to dive in and talk about what sexism, gender bias, and discrimination looks like in this corner of the world. So those problems have been well documented in the tech industry. What are some of your key observations about gender inequality in tech? What have you seen? Well, I think gender inequality happens oftentimes because of a lack of a skill or a skill set that's needed in any given circumstance. And with a lack of skills, 
um, creates an inability to show confidence when reacting and responding to nuances in the tech industry, particularly in healthcare IT. Healthcare is one of those industries that changes daily. And, you know, I look back and I collected, if you will, a lot of my degrees, not because I loved to go to school. I, I really didn't enjoy school at all, but I realized that I was void of a skill in order for me to survive and excel in a given job or entity, and particularly in healthcare IT when it's ever-evolving and constantly adding new technologies, some of which haven't really added any benefit except added more commotion, if you will. So I think my key observations really come from those individuals perhaps of gender inequality that lack the self-confidence to speak up and an understanding of what is needed at any given time in a role. If you know an answer and you're confident of that answer, speak up. And I think gender inequality oftentimes is based and bred from a lack of skills needed. And I think we're seeing that changed now in the sense that women are really getting on board of what is needed in healthcare IT to excel, be vocal, be leader-like, leader if you will, and really show um, what can be done. So I'm hoping that gap will continue to get smaller and smaller. You know, you mentioned that you're seeing that change. I'm also curious to see, you know, the status quo in technology and in healthcare IT specifically, what does that look like now? And as we progress into this new year ahead, what would you most like to see challenged or changed in that status quo? I think um, I want to really see healthcare and politics be in their own swim lanes. I want to be a leader in that regard and start to really support better health and uh, learning of better health. Um, I might be remiss to say, you know, we've got to remind ourselves that we have to get back into those best practices that can create normal healthcare direction. Women have, you know, foregone mammograms and colonoscopies because of, you know, more dire circumstances of the pandemic. But eventually, all of these missed healthcare uh, uh, reversals, if you will, um, will create pathological occurrences that could have been prevented, but will be downstream more of a severe consequence for us. So um, I really want us to start acknowledging preventive health care more in 2021 and start to lead by promoting the sciences and remove a lot of the emotions from healthcare decisions and create them and bring them back to the best practices for long-term healthcare survival and quality of life. So healthcare and politics in their own swim lanes, more so in 2021, as you described, and then also greater emphasis on preventative healthcare, which I know has really been the second victim, if you will, of this pandemic in terms of delayed care or foregone care. Um, so it sounds like, Helen, you're hopeful that 2021 will bring people back to resuming those best practices for chronic care management and preventive care practices that, like you said, if avoided, can really add up. Correct. Absolutely. Best practices of better health and, and well-being. I think um, we have to get back to that in 2021 um, because there's a lot of cancers that are being missed right now. 
that could be cured if they were caught early, mm-hmm. as an example. Absolutely. And it's been a, a real problem uh, in terms of the prolonged and long-term health effects of this pandemic. So, and, you know, how about for you personally, Helen, what's ahead for you in 2021 and what goals do you have for yourself? I really hope that I can lead by showing the tech entities to be more gender neutral and not quota driven, um, provide everyone the same opportunities to excel, which means skills to be acquired more mentoring opportunities to be given and, you know, let the person with the best skills be chosen. And we really need to provide opportunities for people, regardless of sex or gender, to be able to have access to advance during these times. And because so many things are now remote, the nine to five um, days are long gone for career advancement. And I think we have to open the door to more of those challenges because there's a lot of great people with a lot of great skills that maybe need to be tweaked or may to, maybe may need to be, um, you know, uh, front and center. And I've been given a great opportunity by so many people in my career that I've met that gave me the chance and the opportunity to show my skills and it created the career that I've had. And I want to do that more, even more in 2021. I challenge everyone to do the same. Um, Look at the glass half full versus half empty, because if it's not this pandemic, unfortunately, it will be the next pandemic. And I think healthcare has to be vigilant, unbiased, unemotional, and deal in data. And that's what I hope to progress in 2021. Well, we'll be cheering you on in that charge, Holland at Beckers. And I think, you know, your words about mentoring, mentoring was always a really special and valuable relationship, even pre-pandemic. But I think, like you said, in these days when we might not have as many opportunities to learn by osmosis, by being around people, by seeing them in action, they're really excelling at their skills. It does create so much greater need for strong mentorship and really healthy mentorship relationships. So it's great to hear that you are planning on strengthening those you do have the next year. Thank you. I, I challenge everyone to do the same. And You know, um, women have a great opportunity and we're extremely resilient. And as the old saying says and states, this too shall pass, but we don't want to forget those things that we relied on or used in the past to take a back seat once we've moved forward in the dial for um, health. 100%. Well, Helen, thank you so much for your time and sharing your experiences and insights today. And to our listeners, you can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com. Thank you very much.